Independent. Expressive of a spirit of independence, self-confident, unconstrained. Good evening. Welcome to your Wednesday and welcome to Independence Day. My name is Joe Armstrong. This is the show that examines the changing face of the music business and the people who are doing the changing. Independence Day brings you independent artists, producers, and music industry visionaries with in-depth interviews, live performances, and inside information without hype and direct from the artists who practice their craft. Tonight on Independence Day, Jack Littman and his band. L.A. native Jack Littman started off being inspired by classic rock stalwarts like Neil Young, Bob Marley, and Roy Orbison. But Littman is also part of the new generation of artists who grew up with ever-present hip-hop and alternative styles on the radio. Since looking back wasn't enough, Littman dumped all of his influences, old and new, into a blender and set it on turbo high. The result is a pleasing mishmash of the state of music in 2011. His music uses David Gray's acoustic guitar over techno beats pop as a jumping off point for a ride during which you have no idea where the song will turn next. Welcome to Independence Day, Jack. Hey, thanks so much for having me. And Jack. also to Brian on drums, this is Mr. Brian Howard. Hello. Howard, as we say in Australia. <laughs> and on bass, we have Adam Bones. What's happening? Gentlemen, it's, it's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you for coming to Pasadena on this hot I was going to say sultry, but it's I'm not it's, sure if it's sultry. It's, it's hot, 91, I believe. It's 91 degrees. It's pretty humid. Mm-hmm. Humid in uh, in California. And you guys are West Siders, so you managed to make it we over are. here on time. I'm very, just like Spinal Tap, man. I am impressed <laughs> with your punctuality. Remember yes. Marty DeBerge? Yeah. You know, I yeah. was using their sights, the, sam- the, s- the, the sounds, the smells, and their punctuality. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. And we, you know, we've been soundtracking for the last bit, the last little while. I'm looking forward to hearing you guys play some live stuff because it sounds fantastic. Thank you, Joe. You're welcome. And you know. In doing my research about you, you know, it there, it talks a lot about how you kind of grew up with classic rock influences, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but your the sound of your band, obviously, you know, it to me it's reminiscent of like Beck ah, or thank you. or Cake a little bit, you know. Thank you. It has a little bit of a like a little bit of a smirk, uh huh. You know, kind of a tongue in cheek kind of thing, um, you know. And it and it like a lot of modern music, it draws from a lot of different places. Yes. And how did you get from there? To where you are now musically yeah it's a it's a good question uh, uh quite a quite a mix you know along the road i think uh, this is a great time for music uh because there is so much out there there is so much um uh different genres and i was really influenced by uh, a great amount but uh, i i feel very blessed to be with these guys uh, i think uh, i i would try to explain what we're doing but i think it's just better if we play you know yeah uh, I, d- I definitely uh uh am really uh, excited about what we've been doing. I just don't know exactly what it is yet. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But like but I but I, I'm going to I'm going to ask almost the same question again. All right, I'm like, sorry. Mm-hmm. No need to apologize. That's like where everything's cool. Mm-hmm. But like you you know, going from classic rock to sounding like cake mm. or, you know, and I don't want to just, you know, throw comparisons out there, but okay. I'm trying to find something to give people a point of reference. Sure. But like you know what I mean? Was it something that happened naturally? Was it something that you well, know? Th- you know, you went from Neil Young, like you know, you were playing a song that sounded a lot like Harvest before, mm. and then you know, a lot of the stuff on the, the newer stuff you've been doing sounds absolutely nothing like Harvest. Yes. How did you get from there to there? Well, I was first uh, very much influenced by uh, singer songwriters uh, such as Damien Rice, very soft, uh, Ray LaMontagne. That actually, when I was very young and coming up, uh, my first influences were people like that. And Beck, a singer-songwriter, he had an album called Sea Change that was mm-hmm. a breakup album that was monumentally influential. Uh, the, the classic rock, Neil Young, uh, Harry Chapin is also a big influence. Songwriters like that are, are from my parents and my family. Uh, but generally, the more uh, Beck-type uh, st- stuff, the David Grays, the... The uh, the hip hop that I do a little, which uh, you we won't be doing much hip hop today, but uh, there's there's a, a lot of stuff, and that's more from the radio that I heard later on. Um, I'm not exactly sure along the road what happened where I said I all of a sudden you know wanted to change it up, but my goal is really to combine all of these elements in a in a positive way, you know, uh-huh. and and not exclude any. Uh-huh. And how how long? You know, well, first of all, how long have you guys as a unit been playing together? Well, uh, me and Brian have been playing first. I met Brian about two years ago, two and a half years ago, and he recorded on my first album. And uh, and I've known Adam just as long, but he didn't start playing until earlier this year. Okay. Now, does the band have a name? <laughs> That's a good question. You know, there, there have been names. You want to name us? Yeah. You can name us if you want. We'll come up with one tonight. <laughs> it would be. It. it would be great if we could come up with one because we're still... We're still lagging on a name. Yeah, <laughs> we actually have a name, but uh, it's not we air, can't say it's on the radio. <laughs> not air appropriate. Maybe, maybe we should find a family show name for you guys. <laughs> exactly. We, I think we, they'll be necessary. You know, it, it's 
you know, there's that band. I, I also cannot say this name on the air, but uh, uh, effed up. Mm-hmm. Yes. And like, I, I wonder, like, <laughs> how do you if, do that? If they make it to Letterman, you know, what's what's Dave gonna say when he holds up their disc? You effed know? up. You effed probably. up. Probably. Yeah, probably. Or get it up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, So we'll we'll try to come up with a name for you guys tonight. There's always Howard <laughs> and the Howards, and Jack Littman and Howard. Uh, all right, so we, that's that's how you got from from here to there. Now, did you have like older siblings? I know a lot of musicians heard about a lot of music from their old, and you guys can jump in at any point too, because you guys you guys function as a band. We do, we do. Right? Yes, for, for even though it's it's your name on the marquee, mm-hmm. it's Jack songs though, and he's he's a focus and everything. Yeah. and we all we support him with uh, trying to get the name out there and everything. Yeah. but uh, we all when we all come together and rehearse, it's you know it's a unit. We all kind of develop the song. You know, with our own influences and everything. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's now. Uh, did you have something, Ed? No, I'm just looking. At <laughs> 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 I'm just waiting to chime in. You're like, you're like Don Henley over there, like craning your neck up to go up and sing. Uh, is that is that an insult? That's the ultimate insult. <laughs> 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 little little but thank you, little man. Mojo Nixon dun, for dun, you dun, over there. Oh. Uh, so uh, I digress. Yes. Did you have older siblings no, that, I, that brought music to you? Because a lot of musicians I've talked to, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, you know, they had their parents' music, which was kind of uncool because that's your folks. Mm. But then, you know, your siblings are more of your generation or yeah. closer to your generation. So, like, a lot of things, like, seep down from that. That's very true. I was, uh, unfortunately, I always wanted a siblings. I'm an only child. Um, and I actually would literally sometimes think of my parents, and we have a relationship that is very much like friends, camaraderie. So I actually was very influenced by the kind of music they loved. My mom was early lover of Bob Dylan, uh-huh. uh, one of the first biggest influences for me. And my father loves quite a lot of music, but a lot of Motown. Uh, uh-huh. M- Marvin Gaye is a massive influence. So, so he really actually, likes tambourine? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, he, he's, a, he's, a, he's a fan. Um, but he... Uh, uh, I didn't have siblings. I was actually a very lonely child. Uh, and I think that actually helped for my kind of uh, grasp on musicality because I'm kind of self, self-taught. self I, I never took lessons. I, I took a little singing lessons. I've, I've done a lot of musical theater, but never for music. It's actually been a very personal kind of isolated um, journey. So I'm, I'm really happy to grow with these guys before me, Adam and Brian, because they really bring a classic rock feel and also uh, a, a new feel, a reggae feel. You know, we have a lot of yeah. cool stuff that, that we're working on. So actually, uh, not not any influence from siblings, but certainly from my folks. Yeah. Band dynamics, I know, is absolutely crucial. And I don't mean like loud, soft dynamics. I mean mm-hmm. personal dynamics. Because, you know, I've said this for years, when you're in a band, it's like, you know, in your case, it's like being married to two other people. Yes. Because every idiosyncrasy of everyone's personality, both musically... He's always hogging the sheets, too. Yeah. <laughs> both musically and personally. He always leaves the toilet seat up, too, doesn't yeah, he? What a jerk. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, my. You have no idea. <laughs> well, these guys put up with my stuff, I would say, more than me having to put up with their idiosyncrasies. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not, I try not to be difficult, but I... Uh, I, uh, you know, we, we you, you are a singer after all. <laughs> that's that's really what it comes down to, you know. And, and I hate to admit that stereotype about the singer songwriter being, you know, all, you know, moody and broody. But I am sadly, you know, I. Yeah. But I, I try to lift him up, and I really appreciate them, you know, helping me out. Yeah. Anytime he gets down, I always take him to Hollywood Bob's, <laughs> and then. <laughs> and then uh, see, as you can see, we do have a good dynamic. We got inside yeah, jokes, I, I and we like to tease each other. You've, and you've got your rapport, yeah, established. yeah, definitely, yeah. It's not a, not a wide rapport. Here's here's your here's the question. I mean, okay, who has girlfriends or boyfriends, as the case may be? I'm you, the only one. You're the only one. The rest of you guys are gonna. Yeah. I, was, I was gonna ask if the girlfriends. It's complicated. Yeah. I was going to ask you if the girlfriends, if the band girlfriends get along, because that's like this whole mm. extra level of weirdness that I've dealt with in other bands. That's just kind of, kind of peculiar. Yeah, I've seen I've seen that dynamic. Fortunately, uh, we've all at times we've been in relationships and we've we've all been able to uh, have a great time together. And it's a small group of friends that we actually have a circle uh, in our area of town that we live in. So we have yeah. we have fun with our our lady friends. <laughs> it sounds very Lebowski of you. Your your special lady friend. <laughs> yeah, you know. She's you not my girlfriend. Is. She's my special lady friend. Yeah, I like that. And, uh, you know, I, I had another question, but it totally escaped me. That Lebowski reference just kind of blew me right <laughs> out of the water. So great I think what we're gonna, it is a great film. And they just had Lebowski Fest just oh, last they night did. in New York City where they had a reunion of all the original cast members oh, at Lebowski Fest. Really? They had the actual dude, the wow. guy that the, the, the dude was based upon. They had Jeff Bridges. Right. They had Julianne Moore. 
They had John Turturro. They had Steve Buscemi and John Goodman were all there. Now what a that, stellar cast. Now that's a Lebowski fest. Wow. And with that, I think we should play some of your music because <laughs> right if, if we go down the Lebowski road, the we whole hour the, uh, the hour is gone. Yeah. And, and I want to talk. I want to talk about the Jack Littman experience. So <laughs> this is a track called "Sinking Ship." It is from your most recent release, which is, is called "The Mixtape," which is kind of an EP. I'm looking at it here. It's about six tracks mm-hmm. here. It is. Yes. It's uh it's an amalgamation of uh, three electronic songs that I'm working with. There's a hip hop song on there. There's kind of like a Prince feel, and then this "Sinking Ship" vibe is a uh, it's uh, kind of like a disco vibe, a dark disco thing that I'm working with. Uh, very different, may I add, uh, from what you'll be hearing today, which I'm actually excited to kind of throw you off first so yeah. you hear this track, and then we'll play some live music. No, so. we, we encourage diversity here in the, in the Independence Day universe. Wonderful. And this is, like I was saying, this is the track. We've got Jack Littman and his band here in the studio today. This is Sinking Ship from his most recent EP, The Mixtape on Independence Day.
Good evening. My name is Joe Armstrong. You are listening to Lancer Radio, and on Lancer Radio, you are listening to Independence Day. And we are at, we've got Jack Littman in the studio here with us tonight. You can check out things about Jack Littman at jacklittman.com. I've got that written down. So there it is, jacklittman.com. Also, myspace.com slash jacklittman. Also, facebook.com slash music. Also, on the Twitter, uh, just your handle is just jacklittman also, correct? Who manages all this web business for you? Is this something that the management company helps with, it's, or is this something because it's— it seems like a full-time job. Oh, it is a full-time job. I'm, I'm very grateful because Adam actually works for uh, uh, High Adventure Management, which is my management. So Adam, like, we went on tour to South by Southwest. We got to open for Tapes and Tapes. We were supposed to open for the Ravenettes. However, they couldn't get in the country. But Adam took care of all business as far as tour managing and stuff. He's very wonderful with all that kind of stuff. So Adam helps out with all the Internet stuff as well. And um, you get paid to do this, it seems like. If you're in job. this band, that's your job. That's pretty cool, it's right? It's like double dipping, man. Yeah, he, or he, killing you know. two birds with one stone. Yeah, for a good way to live. Killing two dips with one bird. <laughs> <laughs> I got to think about that one. Yeah, I just blew your mind. I know uh, that <laughs> blew all our minds. <laughs> uh, all right, so obviously, you know, that's the kind of thing that sonically that you won't be doing in here tonight because I'm looking at an acoustic guitar, I'm looking at a J bass, and I'm looking at an old drum set here. Oh yeah, and you know, so it's it's not like it's b- buzzy BB poppy cash register music Mm-mm. and i don't I, I mean and i mean that in the most respectful oh, way possible thank you so my question is you know given that you know you you started off with your first you know your first record which is a full-length record murder by desire this is a couple years ago yes right and so you guys are both on this right mm-hmm. adam, adam and brian did, i'm not on it adam okay. brian's on it play there yet but brian's okay. all over that yeah okay so and this is a little more organic Right. The Murder by Desire? Yeah. Yes, Before you absolutely. started moving into this kind of new absolutely. direction. I did. Well, it's funny because I actually moved into this Murder by Desire, this album, as a new direction for me as well. It's a more uh-huh. hard rock album. It's, okay. a, it's a, got a very uh, you know loud, vibrant feel. And I actually you know started just singing solo songs. So that this record as well was a... Uh, Kind of a, a new thing. So That's I, downright Bowie of you. Yeah. Well, I I I uh, I love starting from the core of just the single song, just the yeah. soft song, and you know I'm learning still how to build that song. You know, uh, build it if if it needs more musicality in there and and, and yeah. whatnot. You know, I'm still trying to figure out each song. It's got a different life and it's all uh-huh. it's all very fun. Yeah, they're they're kind of like children. That's exactly how I like to uh, put that. Because they they definitely have a will of their own. Absolutely. You know, uh, like a good song, like when you hatch it into the world, like you can kind of, it's like, it's very Cahil Gibran, like you can kind of like push it one way, mm. but it may, it may not have any business doing that. Like the kid may not want to go to medical school and the kid mm. will fight you. And a song is the same way. You know, you can kind of coax them and mm. guide them and rear them and like push them in a direction or suggest that they might want to try on that shirt. But they're, <laughs> but if they don't want to try the shirt on, they're not going to try the shirt on. Or give it up you for adoption. Or, or exactly. You said it, Joe. I, I, I couldn't have said that any better um that's exactly what they're like and very unpredictable children exactly you know? exactly and but you know but we love them all for what they are i yes you know if you, yes and no as a good parent <laughs> yeah. yeah and so and you've got a good relationship uh, bruce duff has, yes. from knitting factory has produced both of your these both this full-length record and your ep as yes. well and you guys have got a seems like you've got a good working relationship we do and what how did he react you know, this, was it your idea to say, okay, I, I want to make, you know, I keep calling it cash registry music because to me that's a bleepy, anything bleepy, bleepy, bleepy sounds. Bleepy, bleepy, yeah, sure. So when you went to him and said, you know, I want to make, you know, techno yeah. something, you know, yeah. w- what was his reaction? Bruce is a very open uh, individual. He's very down with it. Um, but, you know, I, I, um, I had to kind of show him what I was doing. But if you listen on the first record, Murder by Desire, there's a track on there called Fairy Tale, which is totally electronic beats. So... Always from the start, I always knew and always planted in Bruce's head that I, I had a passion to cover a lot of different types of music. Electronic, you know, reggae, <laughs> funk, Motown. <laughs> so yeah. I'm slowly getting there with Bruce. But Bruce was very, very open to the idea of, of doing uh, the mixtape, the new project that I have. Yeah. And how about you guys? I mean, are you are you threatened by being replaced by a drum machine? Or do you think <laughs> it's just all part of the big experience? Only every other week. <laughs> well, what I what I actually have been trying to do with my uh, our shows is I I play live with the band and then I'll jump over to an electronic song and I'll oh. throw that in the mix. Um, but I I look forward to uh, being able to do the electronic stuff and still having them play live. 
because yeah. I think there's something missing in electronic music with live, what the way pl people are playing it live now, people are figuring it out. But I, I think live music is always at the core. It's it should be live. It should be something yeah. organic and different every time. So I think, um, yeah, I think the hybrid is something that's becoming more accepted now. Yes, you know, ten years ago when the little sampling pedals first started showing up, I mean you'd get laughed off the stage <laughs> if you played to a track. Like I still that's, do. That's what Millie Vanilli does. That's yeah, what, you know, yeah, that's exactly. what, you know, who was it that their tape broke or their, their thing screwed up and they sure. were, was it Britney Spears? Ashley Simpson, Ashley Simpson on SNL had that, I remember. Yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, and then that sunk the ship, you know, it's yeah. like, yeah. but you don't, you expect that from her. Yeah. So, because she's a, a, she's a performer. She's mm -hmm. a celebrity. Not. Re I don't. I don't think of her as an artist. You right. Know? So if you're an artist, you approach it from a different perspective. And if if you're an artist, uh, you want to maintain that integrity. And ten years ago, like I said, you'd be laughed off the stage. But now, more and more, you're seeing people going up with uh, pre-recorded tracks mm -hmm. of some kind. And they Absolutely. can. And you can. And the the technology has arrived to the point where you can do it from the stage. Whereas before, it almost had to be the you had to have either a production staff or the sound person out there would be like, okay, now it, when I give you the cue, right. play that CD, and God yeah. hope it. God, you know, let's hope, hope it, it plays. plays and doesn't you know? skip. And now, you know, I, I'm a big fan of Sunvolt, mm -hmm. very organic alt country kind of rock band, and their keyboard player has a laptop on stage. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, uh, sure. Or, and it's like now, like even in that realm, it's not. You know, it has to be an Apple because that's that's, that's 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 your little Apple logo because that's where your cred comes from. But uh, <laughs> it's not uncut. You see it all the time. You know, absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, it's much more common now. But uh, I I still ha don't think I've grasped uh, it. I, I actually have performed just Millie Vanilli style with uh, just pre-recorded tracks, and the response is not the same yet. And so I I, I do want to uh, include. You'd be live singing music. though. You would be singing. You yeah, do the singing. I do, of course. He sings live. Oh, so. of course. No, I don't yeah. lip sync, but but <laughs> I, I I sing. But it's just my voice, so it's it's a different art now. Um, right. And you know, some people respect it. Some people still don't. Yeah. Uh, I could still get laughed off the stage. Yeah, the punk people. I I have a hard time seeing <laughs> the punk community accepting <laughs> pre-recorded anything. You know, unless the laptop is literally destroyed on stage. Maybe that's yes. You that know. qualifies. Well, what's funny is that both Adam and I come from that background. Yeah. So it's it's been. It's not like an adjustment, but it's definitely been different than anything we've done before yeah. in other bands. Yeah, and me, well, so that's the thing. I mean, what you were talking before about it being organic—that's that's a really big, important thing. Music, live music, is live music. Live people are playing it. It's happening at once. The vibrations—it sounds so hokey, but all the vibrations are being corralled by you in real time. That's what makes it real. Yes. And having it be different each time. When you have pre-recorded tracks, it's harder to make it different each time. I mean, unless you set up some kind of just drum loop and you just jam over it, but then it becomes a rhythmic thing more than just a musical thing, which they're not mutually exclusive, I don't think, necessarily. Uh, a rhythmic band can be musical and a musical band can be very rhythmic. Mm -hmm. But when you're locked into something that's pre-recorded like that, it, 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 I think it restricts you. Very. you know, or, or maybe more appropriately, finding a way to do that creatively is a bigger challenge. It is. Let's, it is. Let's say it that way. Yes. I know Beck is a great example of that. Someone, you know, he, he can maybe a coming up a lot. Um, he finds ways, you know, to make it real, which is interesting. And I think the first, one of the first bands to really do this was Radiohead, mm -hmm. uh, you know, eight or so years ago. Like, I always say that, you know, when I was in high school, if you touched your pedal board during your performance... That meant you sucked because you didn't like because you weren't supposed to know that that stuff was even there. You ah, know? you know. But then Johnny Greenwood got down every show with his bangs hanging down and he's twiddling knobs and crazy Space Invader sounds are coming out. And all of a sudden, it was really cool mm -hmm. to mess with gear on stage all the time. Mm. And now it's like the doors have been blown. Anything goes now. Anything goes. I think. So what I would love it if you guys have got some instruments here, I would love it if you played some tunes or played, play a tune for us. Tell Sounds me, great. tell me what you'd like to play or what are we going to hear first from you? This song's called "Little Pretty Thing." It's uh, it's kind of a nice folky vibe in the in the style of Jeff Buckley, and uh, yeah, it's got a little pop feel, a little silliness to it that I also enjoy. I, I think that's from the same line as Prince, and uh -huh. there's that kind of kitschy feel, but it's still very truthful, you know. Uh -huh. So. This yeah, is and it? this is also from the mixtape. It is. Correct. Yes. It's the first track on the latest EP. So lay this lay this on us, boys.
to me Kissing too close for eyes to see Pretty thing Very nice, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. That so was much. great. Thank you. It's nice to hear a band. You know, I heard that from the EP, and it's nice to hear a band able to pull something off live, kind of an unorthodox situation in a radio studio like this. It sounds very much like what's on the record. That's good. Oh, thank you. It gives, it gives you cred. You guys are real. We try. Well, we recorded we like that just as is. You know, that's yeah. the all. Pretty much everything you hear is just how we recorded it. So uh-huh. now, when you when you go to record things in the studio. Um, do you go in with your arrangements pretty well set, you know, so that you guys have rehearsed them up? Because there's, there's kind of two schools of thought I've, mm-hmm. I've, I've found for recording. It's like some people go into the studio and, and this, you know, there, it's, sometimes there's financial factors involved in this. Like as if it's a whole sure. band, um, it's harder. You know, I know Tom Petty can go into the studio, show the guys the song in the studio, and then they just bang it out. Now, but they've been playing together for 35 years, and they're all, not th- they're all phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, when you're a young band, you guys don't have quite that much experience under your belt. It's somewhat, sometimes harder to do it that way because it's also more expensive to do it that way. Like yeah. you're, you're on the studio clock when you're teaching people the song that way. So do you, you go in with an arrangement pretty well set up? Uh, pretty, pretty much, but I remember recording with uh, these fine folks here, and uh, we changed up a lot. 
on uh-huh. the on the fly, and I, I very much enjoy that kind of spontaneity. But I am a person that thinks uh, uh, chance favors the prepared mind. Yeah, you know, and I'm also a filmmaker, so that there's very much that kind of uh, background where you really want to feel like you're prepared, and then you go in and you see what you get. Yeah, I think it's good to create an environment where you have a structure. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost like bra- it's like it's like knowing the rules so that then you can break them. You know, exactly. It's like a music, old music theory thing. You know, I had music theory teachers tell me over the years, like, you know, it's totally cool to break the rules, but it's better if you know what they are. Mm-hmm. You know, because then, it, then if you try to explain to somebody what in God's name you're trying to do when you're dropping in a major two chord or you're going to do a measure of five here or there, mm-hmm. you know, there's a common language that we speak as musicians and it's easier to explain it instead of just going, just, just do what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Uh, so, so you, now with with pretty much all, even with the electronic stuff, did you also have an arrangement kind of in mind? I or? I'm a piano player as well, so I, I had the piano arrangements, but they did change when I got on set. You know, uh, on set uh, when I got in the studio, uh, uh-huh. things did change. Um, but I I did have a very solid back. You know, the, I start with the songs always. The songs are the, are the key. I don't think about other arrangement. I just think of either piano in my voice or a guitar in my voice. So I start with that, and you know, a lot of things change, but. We did start with a real rigid structure. I like structure. Yeah. Has there ever been a demo that you thought was so good that you then used for something else? Like, as we talked before about you were recording at home sometimes. Yes. Like, do you then, I mean, because I've, I've made demos or like even scratch tracks yeah. that I thought that that performance was better yeah. than what I was trying to spend a lot of money to go and recreate. Sure. I mean, I, I think that you can capture something even more valuable in a home recording, uh, you know, the, the chances for, for new nuances and, and new things are a lot greater, I think, when you're just working and you're, you also have more time. You're not, time isn't necessarily the same amount of money, you yeah. know, so you can just kind of work and play in a, in a more fun environment with less stress. Um, I do, by the way, I, I, I actually just uh, played a, a radio show that I will be using uh, the live tracks for. I'll just be putting that music out later uh, this year, which I'm ex- excited to do. Um, so I'm, you know, more and more, I think people are really interested in, less production and more personal value in music. Yeah. You see that more and more. Yeah, well as the as the industry has changed, I mean what what artists are giving their fans has changed. Yes. You know, um having music be essentially free. Mm-hmm. I mean, in some ways has devalued the product. So you've had to find other ways to give it value. Mhm. You know, um, are you not, we have CDs here. Did you guys press vinyl at all? Or I didn't, you? I haven't pressed vinyl. I do look forward to doing that. You yeah. know, it's just a, an issue of finances. But besides that, I mean, I'd love to press vinyl. I think it's a, a very uh, powerful uh, way to record music. You know, they say the sound quality on vinyl is unmatched, really, when you record straight, you know, eight track and, and do yeah. that. You really get a pure sound. So I look forward to actually doing an analog recording. At some it's, point. It's funny to think. I mean, so many bands, you know, are using... Are you a Pro Tools guy at home? or uh, but My producer is always works with Pro, Pro Tools. Bruce does. I, yeah. myself, am a novice. I use GarageBand, which I love. But that's good, though. You I can, love it. You can do quite a bit with GarageBand. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, and uh, now you guys also, the other TV guys, you guys must write as well. They yeah, do. definitely. Yes. Yeah. They do. They're both very talented in their own right. They have Adam Bones has his own music yeah. that uh, should definitely be looked up. Uh, and Brian has played uh, uh, quite a lot of different. I play stuff. with everybody. Yeah, <laughs> we're all in a lot of bands. Yeah, well, that's that was going to be my next yeah. question. Is this this is the L.A. band question? Oh yeah. So that I've got three musicians in this room. How many bands uh, are represented by, by you guys total right now? Not not history, but oh, how many bands are you 10. in right now? At, yeah, definitely at least ten. At least a 10. piece or total? Total. Okay. Do you do stuff also? I work with other people, but I'm I'm a control freak. I enjoy writing songs, so that's that's my main. It's thing. good that you're honest about that. <laughs> I am. You know, singers are very difficult people. <laughs> I think yeah. a lot of times. So you, you know I the, think that honesty is important. You know the joke, right? Uh-oh. How many singers does it take to screw in a light bulb? Uh. Just one. They hold the light bulb still, and the entire world revolves around. Uh, oh, that's a good one. Oh, come on, that's man. Really Setting good. Rim shot. That's good. Rim shot. <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> Setting them up. You're not knocking them down, boy. Sorry, I was. Uh, in who's enjoying the joke? So who's enjoying the funny face joke? As you, you delivered the punchline. Slow on the priceless. uptake there. So ten bands between you. Um, and do you front your own thing? I do, yes. Then, Adam? Yeah. Okay. It's called Adam Bones. Do you play bass in this? I play guitar in that song, in yeah. that band. 
Yeah, and this yeah. is a cool thing. You know, uh, we've got the, our drummer here. You're, you've got a 12-string guitar sitting next yeah. to your kit, and I so play at some point. And I play Brian guitar I, for Adam. Yeah, he, Brian's actually my guitar player as well. Yeah, it's very so in, it's very incestuous. It's very incestuous. Yeah, and we the producer Bruce, I play drums in his band too. So. Yeah, nice. So uh, one big happy family. It, it is one big happy family. Uh-huh. It, but that's the thing when you find people who you can rely on and who are also talented and aren't jerks, you tend mm-hmm. to keep them close. Yes. You know, I, 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 this is a second Tom Petty reference for tonight, but like, no, you can't have enough of those. When, when Petty goes to do solo records, it's so almost it, the it's same the guys. It's essentially the same guys. You know, Mike right. Campbell's on everything. All right. Um, you know, because that's the, because you can't beat that relationship. You yeah. Know? It's, it's, you don't, and it's always good. You know, whether, always. whether you like it or not, it's at least good. Yeah. Mike um, Campbell is amazing. Um, and Jack, you know, here's the thing. Do you ever, as a singer, when I perform as a writer, as a producer type, I actually, I like playing in other people's bands. Mm. It allows me to almost like punch the clock out and be like, I'm just going to be your guitar player now. And that's fun because yeah. sometimes, and you can, you know, if you front bands and maybe you front bands, it's exhausting to be the front man all the time, even though yeah. whether you're a control freak or not, it's, I mean, is it nice? Have you ever tried doing that? I've certainly played with other people, uh, never in a real performance-based aspect where I actually went around and started and played shows for other people. I've always been, uh, you know, very very focused on what I was doing. I really, you know, wanted to gear up for that. But uh, I always, you know, what you're talking about basically is, you know, learning from from working with other people in a different position rather than front man, singer, songwriter. And I've definitely done that. And I think that's a very valuable lessons in that as well. Yeah. You know. And I've I've enjoyed doing it on different instruments. Like you guys are talking, switching things yeah. out. You know, it's like I've, you know, I've probably performed on twenty different instruments over the years. I think the only thing I've never performed on is like brass. Mm. I can't play a brass instrument to save my life. Me neither. Yeah. Harp? You play harp? Uh, you mean like actual harp? harp? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've probably played. Well, I have a friend. I have two friends who are professional harpists. Well, actually, there you go. That's their day job. Think Do about. You need that. a harp player, Adam? Well, you know, like devil. I don't know. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't need a tar player. There's, there's, there's time. Maybe someday you will. That's true. How That's about true. another tune? Let's Sounds good. This is Lay called Lay. Make You Mine. It's from the first record, Murder by Desire. All right, Jack Littman and his band on Independence Day. Say your prayer Pack up And say farewell My face long Like a basset howl And you're a stretch Of unstable ground And I can't Oh, I try, you won't budge I wonder why, why I just can't seem to make you mine You make me older Put your chin on Don't move so fast You are running blind You're too fast to catch And I can't Oh, I try You won't budge I wonder why
Jack Littman on Independence Day. I hate to say it, man, but that drum fill, that little last thing you did, was very Don Henley. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, Speaking of Lebowski. <laughs> yeah. I hate the Eagles, man. Yeah, I hate <laughs> the Eagles, man. Does it have to be the Eagles? Uh, that was good. That was, that was very, very nice. You guys see you're all tangled up I in, am. Your, That's your, all right. your, <laughs> in your harmonica holder there. Yeah, well, it's, 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 it's called an occupational hazard. It's true. It's just how it goes. Uh, so, <laughs> and again, you're blowing my mind with it, watching you un- un- yeah. untangle yourself from that thing. Uh, do you? This is a kind of a strange question for a band, but you guys play a lot of shows, right? We played a lot of shows. But yes. How how many times a month are you guys on the on the stage? You think? Well, it's different. Uh, uh, I play perhaps uh, I try and play three times a week at least. Uh, but uh, that's mostly solo shows that I do around town because I can't always get these guys. They play in a lot of bands, you know. So I would say monthly we play about like five shows. Okay. Um. Uh, as a band, a full band. Okay. So that was actually my lead-up question, because the next question is the heart of it. If you play that many shows, are you guys rehearsing on a regular basis? Oh, yes. As well, on top of the shows that you're doing? Absolutely. Because like a once-a-week kind of deal? or Well, we try. We haven't been able to uh, record once a week because um, we've all had residencies and cool opportunities that we've all had to, you know, and work and all that stuff. But um, we, I would say, practice, you know, at least twice or three times a month. Yeah. Now, you being the leader, is did they get a vote as well? I mean, is this band like semi-democratic? Is this like a benevolent, so. benevolent? Uh, uh, what's the word? Dictatorship. dictatorship is a benevolent I, dictatorship. I would hope or? that I'd, I, I would hope that I'm running something better than a dictatorship. Uh, I'm not a fan of dictatorships, uh, but I, I, uh, I, um, I would hope to. Say, you know, I mean, you should ask these guys. I was going to say this is an open, open yeah. floor here. What do, what do you guys think? Well, Jack comes to the table with the songs. And then we hear, you know, what he asks us, what he, what he, how, you know, he plays it for us, and then we uh, kind of come up with our own parts. Although Jack is very good at kind of expressing, well, this is what I hear. Let's try to get that, and then like, like he'll kind of sing. Like for me, he'll kind of like sing a bass line, and I'll try to match it, and I'll try to get what it is, and and that's good for me, and that's good for him, because you know we both get to work on developing the part. Yeah, um, I think that's usually what happens most of the time i'm very interested in their input yeah i Um, I think it wouldn't really work i feel like if it wasn't that way you know if i was just saying well you got to play this you got you just gotta you know yeah if i was coming from that perspective i don't i don't think they'd want to play with me so much yeah (laughs) yeah and until they're until they've got the salary gig yeah then you like you know it's like i've I've heard that paul simon is is maniacal yes i've heard that that, you know and he's like no 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 i want that tom on the end of four yeah you know, I, and, and I, I mean, I, I understand that. But they're all, much. but they're on salary. These people are getting paid sure. Sure. handsomely, and it's like I, I feel like if Tom. if they're on the payroll, it's like okay, you know, if it says Paul Simon on the check, <laughs> sure, then you do what Paul Simon I says. Mean, I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with running a tight ship and and yeah. you know voicing what you hear, but there's just in music, you know, there's always room for new. You know, there's room for different yeah. opinions and so. It, it kind of ties into that structure thing we were talking about before. You create an environment where there is structure, yeah. so that you can then be creative Expand. within that structure. You know, so then you have a, then you have a like bedrock upon which to build your castle, mm-hmm. you know, or build your Weber grill, whatever you're going to build. <laughs> Weber grill, yeah, whatever you're going a, to build. You know, that's you, what we're aiming you for. need you know uh, in physics they call that localizing. Mm. You know, if there's a three-dimensional or fourth-dimensional space, you have to localize something. Say, okay, this exists at this point in time and space. And then you can then, okay, now that you've got that, you can put other things around it. But without that, you're just out there floating in the ether, yeah. you know, hypothetically speaking. Which is cool, too. So now we've tied in, like, Sagan and Lebowski yeah. and Henley and, and Mike Campbell <laughs> and all these people. are. It's all part of the same continuum, man. <laughs> it is. Um, now, we're, you know, are you an L.A. native? I am. Actual L.A. native. I am, so, and, yeah. But you are not. You're a Chicagoan. I'm from Chicago, yes. Yeah, and you've been out here how long? I've been out here for about five years. Do you miss the snow? I don't miss the snow. I don't miss the cold. I don't miss the snow. I don't miss the rain. I don't miss the humidity. I do miss the, do miss the deep dish pizza. Uh-huh. I do miss uh, the bears. Bears. And, uh... I do miss uh, my friends and the city and the city life and walking around with all the skyscrapers. I'll get some tissue in here. I think we're gonna need a. Yeah. How often do you <laughs> get back? How often do you get back? It depends. You know, I, I I like to go back as often as I can, but you know, if there, it's usually when there's. <laughs> For some people, like that's every five years. 
Yeah, I guess that's a good point. Uh, I mean, I've been back uh, plenty of times since, but um, you know, there the usually would have to be some sort of occasion or reason to go back. Yeah, and you have um, you have family there. So. Yeah, yeah, my my parents are still there. My brother just moved out here, so it's kind of nice. Uh-huh. He, he's my drummer as well, so it's kind of cool. Very yeah, nice. So around. you're are you're, and, and how about you? Are you you an LA native? Uh, yeah, I'm from the uh, San Fernando Valley. Ah, Pornville. <laughs> yeah, uptown. Born and raised. Now, I've always wondered this: like people who grew up in the valley, like, did could you sense that like it was like there was porn all around? <laughs> well, just because I'm got that kind of mind, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I guess so. Um, maybe, maybe with that kind of mind, you would have known it, whether you were from Cleveland or pretty much or Savannah really or anywhere I'm else. Like, no, I'm, I'm just a nice Jewish boy from the valley. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I'm the a typical kid yeah. in the valley. Now, do you guys think that where you grew up had an effect on your musical development? Absolutely. Yes. In yeah, what way? Probably. How? Well, I can speak for myself. Uh, I would uh, go on long walks with my family a lot. My parents love to hike, and uh, I'm from Hollywood, so uh, a little rundown area right near Santa Monica and La Brea, and uh, there were a lot of street performers, actually. You know, Los Angeles has a lot of homeless, and I would go to Santa Monica, and I, I was very influenced by... Uh, by you know just street troubadours, by people in in the streets you know just singing and that kind of that kind of influenced me to to see music in a different light you know because there are these extremely successful people who can make it big or you can just be playing music on the street and they're I think they're both valuable. Yeah, it's a living, breathing thing. We keep yeah. we keep coming back to that kind of organic thing. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I I know for me, L.A. was very influential and there's a a lot of different types of people here. You know. Okay. So we, we've talked about L.A. in a couple of minutes. I'd like you to play another song if that's cool. Absolutely. And then after that, I'd like to talk a little bit about touring because you got something you guys have been doing, uh, seems like kind of a lot of. So let's you know play this song. We come back, we'll talk about the van. Cool. This is called Closer to Home. It's a new one. Home. 
Jack Littman and his band here on Independence Day. My name is Joe Armstrong. I'm your host. Every Wednesday, you can learn about us, indepthday.com. Also on the Facebook, facebook.com slash indepthday, and our Twitter handle, at indepthday. We're branded just like you are, man. All lined up with the same thing. It's kind of fortuitous oh, yeah. when you, it's nowadays in like 2011, when you come up with, if it's your name, obviously you're kind of locked into that, but like, a lot of friends I know, when they pick yeah. a band name, the first thing they do is find out if they can get that URL. <laughs> exactly. Or, you, you know, you go to the internet to find out if there's another band with the same name yeah. as you are. And usually there's like 10 of them. And they're all spread out across, <laughs> you know, across. But when you're using your name, it's a whole different... Uh, there is another Jack Lippman who puts videos on YouTube of him singing songs and, yeah. you know, more power to him. So, gonna, are you going to, like, kick his ass? Never. <laughs> never. I respect all musical you types. respect all Jack Littmans. All Jack Littmans especially. There's there's room for more than one Jack Littman in the world. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm happy with, you know, with who I am, and I'm happy with who the other Jack Littmans yeah. of the world are. As long, <laughs> as, as, long as he doesn't... He might be a jerk. As long as he doesn't, yeah. like, you, you know, maybe he does something really egregious, and then you get busted for it. As long as it doesn't cross over into that territory, everyone's cool, right? Uh, Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I doubt there'd be anything like that to happen. I, there can't be something we can't or, solve, you know? on the flip side, what if he, like, won the lottery? Oh. And then, you know... You, you go collect More power that to cash. him. Yeah, but then you could collect you that. You go collect that cash. Yeah. I don't know. I don't... <laughs> Not so much. Karma. I'm kind of... Yeah. Karma, I don't you know? know. I'm a... I'm a yeah. Like I just wouldn't do that. All right. Speaking of being out in the world, talk, let's talk about touring a wee bit. Like, when yeah. you guys go out on the road, like, how often are you guys out you know, away from LA. Well, we, um, as a band, our first tour was, uh, earlier this year and we okay. went out to South by, and that was the first tour that we did. Um, I've done tours in the past. Last year I got to tour all around the knitting factories on the West coast, uh -huh. which are Spokane and Reno and, uh, some really cool venues there. Um, but as a band for us here, we, we actually haven't gotten to go out on the road a lot, but we uh -huh. did have a extensive, you know, two week long tour. Where so we you, got to you, play. you basically played shows on the way to South by to, to, South, to Austin and then, yes, on, the way, and then on the way back, on the as, way well. back as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so, I mean, did you guys like, this is like the logistics of this are always amusing to me or interesting to me. Did you guys like rent a van? Did no, you, you guys like, hear this? Did you guys like you ready? caravan you with like story? three Honda? This is, I'm glad you're asking this. This is a good question. Yeah. Right, so we took my Prius. Nice. And you fit and we all your fit gear. Everything you see here, which is uh, drums, floor tom, kick, snare, his bass, bass his bass amp, and my two guitars. And we fit all that in my car. And we Plus spent, our clothes. We sp yeah, that's true. We did bring suitcases as well. And we uh, we spent a substantially amount less. I, I mean, just yeah. un almost under $200 for the entire tour, Yeah, which was all throughout the Southwest. So I, I recommend anyone going on the road, if they can fit, go in a Prius, go in a hybrid vehicle, even rent it. It's so much cheaper. Yeah. But interesting yeah it was really fun it was cozy it was very cozy we got <laughs> yeah, to know each other we cuddled you guys you guys I, like each other so yeah we do and i drove the whole time pretty much so. you yeah. that's volunteered. true come on who um Don't. no i'm i'm, I'm saying probably you did so, yeah so this is, is like prius slash van uh etiquette here uh, in your van is it the rule that whoever's driving gets to control the stereo no or is it no. more of no, a very it's actually, about it. it was actually more just who was on the passenger side was controlling. It was the, the Chewbacca at the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Punch it, Chewie. <laughs> I guess. Chewie picked some good songs. No more eagles. It was yeah. basically Adam and I chose and Jack had to deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I know, put them through my music enough. It, so. Is your music different from theirs? Or? No. no. Yes. What, actually, can we listen to Very it? much. I oh, mean, yeah. yes. Uh, I would say substantially different, but we also, you know, we roots, we, we find common interests. Yeah. Um, but 
mine is substantially different. I, I like, I don't like a lot of punk rock. I don't like a lot of real hard types of stuff. But I'm actually playing with these guys. I'm learning to appreciate that kind of music. So uh-huh. it's cool. So you've you've gotten your fill of the Minutemen then since yeah since that time. Um, we do Jamicano. Yeah. So. Nice. Yeah. yeah they, so uh, I mean, I, I want to get another song in here. We're running a little short on time, but sure. I've I've just wanted you know to maybe a couple more quick questions. What in you know in this band's you know long history, what what do you think is like the best or coolest or best onstage experience or best show you guys have played? Like for you, whether there was people there or not, or maybe there was South by, South there South by Southwest. Yeah. For me, Which venue was this? A place called the Rusty Spur. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, a really nice place right in the heart of downtown Austin, and uh, you know, uh, audience numbers aside, we really we locked as a band on this first tour, and you know, I don't I don't think we're gonna be stopping anytime soon. Yeah. So, but what what was it about this gig? Was it just the way that you guys played? Was it like the sound on stage? Just like, or is there some kind of voodoo thing? It was just a combination of everything. Yeah, that's like a what good way made it special. The crowd was great. We Pre- played great. It was probably the best we've ever played. Uh-huh. And it was a lot of fun. It was just I think it was just the the convergence of everything, you know, everything coming out coming positive. And yeah. like every like the the vibe in the room was so great. And we were playing with a lot of, you know, the the, the artists in the management group. There's a lot of friends around. So a lot of friends around and just a lot of people in general just giving off a lot of positive vibes. And it's great when that happens, yeah. isn't it? It's a beautiful thing. It's why we do it. You know, that kind of one show like that can energize you for like 10 more <laughs> loading shows. out in the slush <laughs> yeah. shows. So let's have about one more tune. So before we before we run out of tra- before we run out of time here, what uh, you know, what 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 do you think you guys would like to lay on us here? Let's do uh this song is called Jailbirds. It's another new one. Um I'm all tuned down for it, so that's what we're going to do. It's uh okay. it's another new one, so I'm I'm really excited for you to hear it. It's actually about a uh, night spent in jail, which is also part of the LA uh life experience I've had so I, I like sharing that with people because I think when you go through a rough experience you have the opportunity with music to open other people well I'm, I'm glad I have you to tell me about it because I hope to God I yes. actually never spend a night in jail there are, I mean other towns maybe but not here yeah uh I uh, I don't recommend going to county in Los Angeles so that's all we'll say all right well Jack Littman and the Howards here on <laughs> Independence Day <laughs> and the Howards <laughs> Jailbird, come and capture me Take me far away from hopes and dreams I'll recall a melody Locked away in cuff and key Prisoner's just an empty gun Oh, mine's his time until it's done Half awake and half asleep Jailbird, come and set me free Set me free
jailbird, what you done to me? I'll hold my breath, no need to breathe. Somewhere far a memory. When I was too blind to see, set me free. Set me free Jack Littman and his band, Brian, Adam. You guys rule. Thank you very much Thank for coming so on much, the show. Thank you so much, man, for Thank having you. us, Joe. It was really, really great. It's good to meet you guys. Me good too. to hear what you're up to musically. What's next? What's next? We're playing around. I'm going to be recording the newest uh, the newest project. Uh, you've heard a couple of the new tracks, so we're going to be recording those in the studio ASAP. Okay. And uh, just playing around. You know? Are we going to see a new record before the end of the year, you think? or? Uh, well, I'm putting out this KDVS that I played. I played at uh, UC Davis College Radio. That will be coming out later this uh this year, which will be a uh, shorter, like an EP's worth of uh-huh. acoustic solo stuff. So new stuff as well. Yeah, very nice. And, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, I've got two shows coming up. You guys, uh, is it this the Saturday the 20th? Is that this Saturday? That's true. I'm, I'm playing a, a really cool art uh, show called Kaleidoscopes. Ecolo- Ecological Kaleidoscopes. Art Gallery? Yes, that's right. Oh, that's good that you have that there. Um, yeah, so I'll be playing that this uh, Saturday. I also have a residency, uh, which uh, people should come out to, which is the uh, 30th of this month at Lot, Lot 1. Lot 1 Cafe, which Echo is Tuesday. That's 1533 Sunset Boulevard. Well, there you go. Very nice, yeah. with uh, Lights Out Levine and Christopher Escajeda and Glass House Construction Company, it looks like. Actually, uh, a There's few of those artists are moved, but Patrick Donovan, who's a, a local artist who's very big around town, is going to be playing. So it's actually going to be a really cool show. I'm looking forward to it. Very nice. Well, thank you again, gentlemen. Thank it's you. It's been an absolute pleasure. You, again, you. you can learn anything about these guys at jacklitman.com. They're out. They're playing regularly. Jack does solo shows all the time, and he plays with the band several times a month as well. So, gentlemen, thank you again. Best of luck to you. Come back and see us sometime when you've got some new music. We'd love to have you Will back do. on sometime. Thank too. you so much, Joe. Thank you. My pleasure. So next week on Independence Day, you've got we've got the band Glenn.
Glenn Iris bringing a new and pleasing blend of folk, pop, and rock. Thanks to Jack Lippman and his band, also to the Independence Day staff, Dale Tanksley and Wayne Topinski, and to Valentino Rivera and engineers Victor Cornejo and uh, Jesse Lopez running the board on the other side of the glass there from Lancer Radio. For Independence Day, I'm Joe Armstrong. Be good to one another.